It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spring practices kick off today, and we're here to talk about everything Kenny Dillingham on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're listening, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today, this is your all-inclusive, everything you need to know about Kenny Dillingham, and what we should be paying attention to for the majority of spring practice. This will serve as an introduction to Kenny Dillingham, as I know that there are going to be a lot of new Arizona State Sun Devils fans who aren't familiar with Dillingham and maybe haven't tuned in to football in a minute because it's been uneventful and unexciting for quite a while now. So for those of you who aren't aware of Kenny Dillingham, not to worry, I'm going to catch you up to speed. For those of you who do know Kenny Dillingham, maybe you learned something you didn't know before as we go through everything. But the bottom line here is this podcast is going to be Kenny Dillingham-centric. Everything we're talking about is talking about Dilly. Let's go ahead and start with who is Kenny Dillingham? Well, Kenny Dillingham is an offensive-minded guy. He's very, very young. He's only 32 years old. He'll turn 33 on April 28th which I believe is the NFL draft, funny enough. And he's very young. He's very innovative. He actually grew up in the Valley out in Phoenix and went to, um, oh man, I can't remember where he went to high school, but he did He did go to Arizona State and ended up graduating from there, was actually an offensive assistant for two years at Arizona State before following Mike Norvell to Memphis. He was at Memphis from 2016 to 2018. He then went to Auburn for one year, went to Florida State for 2020 and 2021, and then followed Dan Lanning, the former Georgia defensive coordinator from Florida State to Oregon to become the offensive coordinator. He's been in an offensive coordinator position since 2018, but 2022 was really his time to shine. And it was his opportunity to be the full-time play caller for the offensive side of the football. And it looked pretty good because Bo Nix, who was teetering on being a bust at Auburn, who, funny enough, Dillingham got to work with him at Auburn. Maybe that's what turned into major success when he got to Oregon. Bo Nix ends up being a Heisman caliber kind of quarterback last year. Oregon's offense soars to new heights that it hasn't seen in a handful of years. And this is an Oregon team that we're pretty accustomed to having great offenses, but they truly got back into the rhythm of things when Kenny Dillingham was there. Arizona State fires Herm Edwards last year. Sean Aguano's promoted to the interim head coach. The opportunity to be the head coach of Arizona State is open, and Kenny Dillingham, an ASU alum and an Arizona native, is very interested in picking up that position. He interviews, he aces the interview, he comes home, and he says from day one, this is my dream job. Now we take a look at 
everything that he's built in such a short amount of time. There's been all sorts of movement on this team. There have been 45 new additions to the team. 30 kids are transferring in. 15 kids are coming through as recruits. This is a massive, massive roster overhaul. Not only that, but Arizona State lost about 20 kids to the transfer portal, including big names such as Emery Jones, who was a starting quarterback for about half the year last year for the team. They are going to be almost a completely different unit. Short of a small handful of guys from last year, we are looking at a completely new Arizona State Sunnibals football team. For better or for worse, this is going to be a team that is being formed in the image of Kenny Dillingham very, 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 very early. Most of the time when you talk about college coaches, you typically talk about you need to give them a three to five year window to see if they're going to work. This gives them the opportunity to get their recruits in, get their transfers in, and kind of figure out whether or not this coach is able to A, recruit, B, coach these kids up, and C, be successful. With Kenny Dillingham, we're going to get that very, very quickly. We are going to get that exceedingly fast because there's already, like I said, 45 new guys that are coming to this team. That that has the potential for you to potentially, this won't happen, but you could potentially have a new starter at every single position, offensive and defensively, and the backup depth behind them. There's, there's going to be really healthy competition, which is something we're going to talk about a little later in the show. But the bottom line here is that Dillingham has an opportunity to really establish his brand with Arizona State earlier than some of the other guys may have been able to. And one of the things that he's really marketed, and you guys have probably seen this hashtag, is activate the valley. What he wants to do and what he has already shown he is capable of doing is bringing back these Arizona kids from high school that didn't get recruited hard enough by Arizona State and thus went off to colleges outside of the state's there, there have been several very talented players like Mark Andrews and Christian Kirk and Kyle Allen who didn't go to Arizona State because they weren't recruited as hard as they should have been. Now you're seeing former prospects from Arizona that are coming back, like highly highly regarded four stars in Jake Smith and Jacob Conover, wide receiver and quarterback respectively, who transferred back to Arizona State with Dillingham coming here. He wants to make an impact inside of the Valley that we all know and love. And he wants to establish a culture of developing the hometown kids and becoming a team that is built through the strength of the Valley. Like Arizona has some very good high school prospects. It's not like this is like Montana that you're trying to recruit. Like there's, there's some really good talents here. I mean, I mean, hell, we got the number one recruit next year. And quarterback, uh, uh, oh my God, uh, Dylan Rayola. Goodness, I was stumbling on that one. There's there's a lot of really good talent in the state of Arizona that just hasn't been recruited. But Dillingham is definitely turning that page for Arizona State to get them back on track to doing those things. And it's a very exciting time for Arizona State. So if you weren't aware before of who Kenny Dillingham is, hopefully you're more aware now. Hopefully you have an idea of who Kenny Dillingham is, the kind of culture that he wants to build, what he wants to establish early on. And there you have it. Want to talk to you guys real quick about our friends over at FanDuel. We're at the midway point in the NBA season and March Madness is getting ready to tip off. 
So it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports Pack. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained and more. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Grab your brackets and go listen to the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown. With national analysis and insight from our local experts, the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, let's talk about the things that we need to be keeping an eye out for with Kenny Dillingham because there's quite a few things that we should be paying attention to. I think it starts very simply with looking at the the coaching staff that he's assembled. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, looking at the coordinators that he's got coming in. You've got Bo Baldwin as the offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Ward as the defensive coordinator, and Charlie Raggle as the assistant head coach and the special teams coordinator. These guys have a lot of potential, but a lot of work to do with, again, so many departures on all three phases. I mean, Charlie Raggle alone has a brand new kicker, punter, and long snapper and return man. That is all gone from last year. They lost their their all-pack 12 punter, Eddie Jablitsky. They lost their two kickers in Carter Brown and Jace Feely. They lost both their long snappers, and they lost DJ Taylor, the primary return man, and the backup return man, Dan Nagata. So, Charlie Raggle alone is dealing with a completely new unit on special teams. But then you look at the defensive side of the ball and you're losing veterans like Merlin Robertson and Kyle Soley and Connor Soley. You're losing guys who were big impacts last year, like Corey Bethley and Nessa Jade Silvera. You're losing to Marcus Davis. You're losing Trevez Moore. There are so many players and Arizona state is going to be replacing on the defensive side of the ball. Thankfully, they've brought in quite a few reinforcements. Offensively, I'm curious to see how much Bull Baldwin is going to be involved. More more so because I'm curious with Kenny Dillingham. But the offensive side of the ball has got a lot of change as well. We have no idea what's going on at the quarterback position. Uh, The wide receiver spot has tons of competition. The running back spot is going to be probably a three-man race. And the offensive line, I don't know if any spots are secure right now. It's... It's a lot going on. And this is a staff that Dillingham assembled to imitate his image. And this is where I'm tying Dillingham into this. I'm going to be looking at how these coaches respond to so much change and adversity at this program. It's brand new for them, but it's also brand new for the kids here. It's not like a lot of these kids are familiar with 
what's going on at Arizona State right now. You had 20-plus transfers. You had several, several kids that ran out of eligibility. A handful of them are going to the NFL now. Like, this is this is foreign territory for both the players and the coaches. So it's going to be up to Dillingham to establish that culture early. And that kind of leads me into my next point here is talking about the culture that Dillingham wants to establish. We talked earlier about how Dillingham is so focused on establishing the the Arizona roots, right? Showing off that he wants to put Arizona high school football recruits at the forefront of everything they want to do. A lot of the kids they brought back in the transfer portal show that, but it bleeds over to the coaching staff too, guys. There are some very successful former coaches from from Arizona high schools that are out here. Uh, the biggest example I can give you is Jason Mons, who's an incredibly, incredibly successful high school head coach in uh, Arizona. I can't remember where it is off the top of my head, so I'm going to be pulling it up here as I'm going through. But he was a huge, huge get for the team. He comes in as the tight ends coach. They're going to be looking at him to really get things going for Arizona, uh, Arizona State. Uh, Saguaro High School is where he's from. They also brought back uh, Vince Amy. He's a defensive lines coach. He played for the Sun Devils in the 90s. So, and, and then they also brought in DJ Foster as one of their personnel assistants. DJ Foster is a Sun Devils legend, played for the team during the 2010s and was highly productive as a running back and wide receiver. The point of these hires, you know what? I forgot one more. Sean Aguano was back from last year. He was the interim head coach. He is one of the guys the kids know. And Dillingham made it a point in his opening press conference to state that Sean Aguano will be coming back for the team. And that was very pivotal for, for everyone to really buy into him. So looking at these hires alone, let alone the rest of the coaching staff that he's built up, there is 100% an emphasis on building up these Arizona kids. They, they're bringing in their, their high school coaches. They're bringing in coaches that coach their schools that they eventually will go to, you know, uh, 12, 13 year old kids will go to Saguaro high school and they'll be like, did you know that the former head coach Jason Mons is now coaching at Arizona state, man, I kind of want to go there. It starts a conversation. You also have these kids that were former players at like Saguaro or Chaparral or Xavier or not Xavier Brophy, excuse me or Centennial, or Liberty, or whatever have you. Like, there's going to be this, this grasp that if this succeeds early, you could see more Arizona kids that are coming home. You could see future Arizona kids that stay home. There's going to be really good prospects. Like I said, the number one prospect next year, Dylan Rayola, quarterback, plays in state. You've got another kid down south in Tucson, Elijah Rushing, who I'm sure Arizona would love to hold on to. Arizona State, I did that twice now. That That is shame on me. Shame on me. Absolutely unacceptable. Neither here nor there. They are looking to establish that Arizona is at the forefront of their mind. And where this ties into spring practice is seeing how quickly everyone is going to buy into this philosophy. You have brought in so many kids back from the transfer portal that were originally Arizona kids that grew up inside the Valley and they grew up playing football out here. Tristan Monday, Crew Jackson. Uh, like I said, they brought back Jacob Conover and Jake Smith. There's so many players 
that have ties to the state of Arizona that are back now with an opportunity to make an impact at Arizona State. This is a really, really big deal. It'll be really interesting to see how all of this plays out for the team. There's there's not a lot of like downside here, I would say. It's just going to be an experiment. But how quickly everyone meshes together is going to be important. This isn't something that you can measure in terms of statistics either. This is something that you have to see on the field with these kids interacting with the coaches and interacting with each other. This is something we can take a look at in spring ball, start to assess it and figure out whether or not it's going to work early on or if it's going to take a minute. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. One more time, I want to tell you guys to check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, not just for the bracket breakdown, but for everything you need to know about college hoops. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college hoops landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. What else are we looking for? The Probably the biggest storyline, and this is where I pretty much want to end this podcast. I've talked about the staff. I've talked about the culture. I've talked about what Dillingham is about. Here's the thing you guys care about. Here's the thing that the media cares about. Here's the thing that everyone's going to be looking at. Who is starting? Who's getting opportunities? Who stands out? There is no position more important than quarterback. And I talk about quarterback all the time. So I'm not going to waste too much of my time here talking about it. But there have been five players, five players, that Kenny Dillingham has noted. Bennett Meredith, Trenton Borgay, Jacob Conover, Drew Pine, and Jaden Rashada. All five of them should get opportunities to start for the team. They are all going to get opportunities to run with the first team. Everyone's going to be paying attention to who's getting who's getting the most amount of reps with A, B, and C for you know team one, team two, team three kind of stuff. Going to be looking at that a lot. The offensive line is going to be a position, like I said, I don't think there's any secure spots right now. I think that this is going to be a wide-open competition for everybody on the offensive line. Uh, Isaiah Glass, Ben Bray, and Joey Ramos are returning uh, as the most veteran guys from last year. I'll be looking to see what they can get. Danny uh, Valenzuela is also there. Emmett Bully is returning. There's... There's guys that are coming in and Ben Coleman and Lee Fontanu and Aaron Frost and, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. I don't have the list in front of me either. But point is, there's there's a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that are going to have an opportunity on the offensive line. Wide receiver. To me, it's Elijah Badger, Giovanni Sanders, and then the field. And there's a lot of guys in the field. There's Chad Johnson Jr. There's Andre Johnson. There's Troy O'Mare. Xavier Guillory, Mel Constaval, um, Caleb Black, and uh, I can't remember his name. Did I say Jake Smith? I can't remember if I said Jake Smith. But point is, there's, there's Zeke Freeman. There's, there's a lot 
of competition here at the wide receiver spot. Running back seems wide open. Cameron Scadabo, DeCarlos Brooks, Tevin White. Who knows what we're getting there? We're going to be paying attention to the reps that are handed out for these kids. So we're going to be paying attention to, oh, uh, Bennett Meredith got two days worth of playtime with team one and Jaden Rashada got three and Drew Pine got two and, you know, stuff like that. We're going to be paying attention to those kind of things. Defensively, it's going to be the same thing. It's, it's a lot of makeover. There's a lot of good returning guys coming back. Like BJ Green is someone I'm very big on. Anthony Cooper, Michael Matus is coming back from an ACL tear. Will Schaefer, James Johncombe, Roe Torrance, Chris Edmonds, Ed Woods, Jordan Clark. There's a lot of returning guys, but there's also a lot of competition that's coming in. Clayton Smith, Deshaun Mallory, Prince Dorbaugh, Travion Brown, Tate Romney, Crew Jackson. There's all sorts of competition here, and we're going to be paying attention to that. We're going to see who's getting the most snaps with first-team defensive line. What's the linebacker rotation look like? Who's getting, who's getting called out as the captains, right? There's a lot of intrigue here. Special teams, I don't really know what to make of it. I, I, you're pretty much set in with Slater Zillage's ears, long snapper, Dario Longhetto as your kicker and Josh Carlson as your punter return duties. Who knows? Uh, I know that you're uh, Javen Jacobs, who I forgot to mention as well. He'll be the first guy to get the opportunity. I'm sure Mel Constaval will probably get some opportunities as well. I don't really know who else on the roster has return experience, so I'm not going to just throw a name out there just to throw a name out there. This is what we're going to be paying attention to the most. Obviously, we're going to be looking at the culture. We're going to be looking at how the coaching staff gels, how the transfers look, how the recruits look. But the bottom line here, the most important thing that we're going to be looking at with Kenny Dillingham in year one is with all of these changes, all these new faces, and in so many different ways, how is it going to shake out? Everyone's going to be staring at the quarterback spot. I implore you to take a look at more than just the quarterback spot. Yes, it's the most intriguing. Yes, it's what's going to sell. It's what people are going to click on. It's what people are going to watch and listen to. But who they're throwing to, who they're handing the ball off to, who's blocking for them will be interesting. Defensively, who's going to help hold down the fort so ASU doesn't have to score 50 points a game? What's the pass rush look like? Who are the starting linebackers? Who are the captains? Who's playing across from uh, Chris Edmonds? And who's playing across from Ed Woods and Roe Torrance? There's a lot to digest here for Arizona State football. There are so many great competitions that are going to be had. And the forefront of it is Kenny Dillingham and how he adjusts his lineup to it. So yes, the biggest thing we're going to be looking at is probably who gets the most amount of quote-unquote starts with first team, plays with second team, third team, whatever have you. We're going to be paying attention to that. We're going to be paying attention to how these transfers interact with Kenny Dillingham. Are they going to come in and be immediately motivated because it's a new staff and it's wide open? Or are they going to take a backseat to the guys who are returning? How quick are these recruits going to make an impact? There's only one guy who's not a three-star are we expecting all of these kids to essentially redshirt? Like, or are they going to come out and absolutely dominate? Jaden Rashada, what do we do with him? He's uh, the man of this recruiting class at the quarterback spot. Is he going to get a lot of time starting? Or is this a third or fourth string quarterback? We don't really know. And the way Kenny Dillingham is going to use these guys is what's going to be so interesting. So pay attention to all of that. 
wherever you get your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications because I will be keeping you in touch with everything that I hear and everything that I see as I will be able to make it out to practices on the weekends. Also, mark your calendars for April 15th. It's a Saturday. It's a spring game. Go out. I'll be there. Everyone will be there celebrating the new era of Sun Devils football. You got it. Hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications. Follow me on Twitter at RichieBrad36. Podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. This has been the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.